Hello, and welcome to Dice Try, the RPG and storytelling podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Schaub. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Dice Try, the podcast. I'm your host and GM, Daniel Schaub. I'm here with all my players, Paul Allen Dixon. Hello. Crystal Llewellyn. Hello. And Earl Kim. Hello. And of course, we have our lovely audio engineer, GTM, which of course stands for Guitar Tutoring Master. <laughs> yes. Even though he plays the drums, he... I know everything about guitar. somehow magically picked up all the guitar skills. A guitar is just drums with strings, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Obviously. Oh my God. <laughs> Glad I'm sorry. So last time, last time we recorded the episode, there was a little bit of a, a sound error and we missed out on the answer to Krista's question when I was answering questions. And I feel like she should get an opportunity to speak now. So Krista, can you repeat everything that has been said since the beginning of the episode verbatim for me? What? <laughs> Do it. No. <laughs> Why do you have a like that? Oh, come on. Just give it a try. <laughs> everything verbatim? I don't even remember the question. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Dice Track. That's all I got. In our previous episode, our investigators were awoken from their slumber by the raised voices of concerned individuals. The subject of their concern? Washington Martell. A posse was being formed and dispatched in front of the barbershop in order to go look for Martell. Later that day, the team spoke to the Wild Sisters about their experiences in the caves below New Nazareth. They were trapped underground for a long time, and Gail Wild revealed that she had heard men screaming as if they were right in her ear. Following the directions of the Wild Sisters, the crew went underground and discovered a massive cavern containing a graveyard of Union soldier bones and a mystical orrery. Hanging from the orrery in the center was Bart Hughes, who opened his eyes and pleaded for help. Before we go into it, first of all, you are all going to get five channeling points. Oh, sweet. In addition, or do we establish uh, whatever you have plus five? Nice. I don't think I still have 12. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think you are probably closer to like 10, yeah. nine or 10. I only have seven. I got nine. And then uh, you are also each going to get six experience points. Mm -hmm. And just a reminder to upgrade your qualities or skills or anything like that. You need a certain number of experience points for your skills. It's the number you already have plus the number you want to get to. So for Krista, for instance, to increase Maeve's alchemy, she would need five plus six because she's at five and would go up to six. So she would go to, she would need 11 experience points in order to do so. And then for qualities, it's the number you have times the number you want to get to. So again, for Krista, if she wanted to increase her resource from four to five, four times five is 20. She would need 20 experience points. Yeah. 
And then to get new signature moves, I basically make an offer to different players that if they give me all the experience points they have, they will get a new signature move in return. And for instance, I would like make to make an offer to Paul. Damn it. Paul, if you give me all of your experience points that you have right now. Sorry, that's with the plus six? Yeah, that's with the plus six. If you give me all your experience points now, I will give you a new signature move called Ricochet, which is whenever you use a bullet shot, you can spend one channeling point to have it ricochet to another enemy and basically attack two enemies with the same bullet. And if you keep spending uh, channeling points, like for the first one, it hits one additional enemy. And then if you spend another two, I'll let it hit a second additional enemy. So if you have a bunch of channeling points, you could hit like five or six people. Wow. Um, I'm going to say yes. That sounds awesome. Okay. Rico. And then did anybody want to upgrade any of their skills or qualities? Just so I can put it in my notes as well. Um, I feel like I should. I don't know which ones. Be in tuned. So increase that from a three to a four? Yeah. Okay. So if you have 12 experience points, you can do so? Yes, I have 18, so I will do that. Perfect. And then Earl, I think you have a little fewer experience points than everybody because yeah, I used... offered you a signature move before. Yeah. yeah. I think I, because I, I, I think I only have six because I used the ones from before, didn't I? Yeah. I can only uh, increase my medicine, really, in, in one go. I'm just going to keep them. I don't think I'm going to. Okay. So we did some leveling up. Exciting. So we're going to. Leave behind all the numbers and the number crunching and the actual mechanics of the game and go back into the story here. So once again, you are in this large cavern about 100 feet by 100 feet square beneath the cemetery of New Nazareth. Um, There's a sheen of clay across the floor that's about uh, shin deep. So it's difficult to walk through wet clay. And amidst this clay is the desiccated bones and clothing of Union soldiers that were killed and dumped here, apparently. And then in the middle of the room, there's a large raised metallic platform and there are girders pressed up against the walls. So there's no seeming like staircase or anything like that to get up there. On the bottom of the platform, there's essentially a diorama of the solar system with like these metal planets moving and rotating around each other. That's like the orrery aspect of it. But instead of a sun at the middle of this orrery is the hanging upside down body of Bartholomew Hughes. He has been tortured and experimented. I was describing last time. The skin on his back was slit open and then pried open as if someone was skinning a deer But the skin hasn't been pulled all the way off. They've just been pulled open. So the skin from his back is like two angel wings pulled out to the side. And then the exposed muscle is being prodded with all these chains and needles and whatnot. But he just opened his eyes and said, help me. Um, Is he hanging purely by the, the things holding his wings open? Is there like a main... 
can you explain to me what the what the what's going on? Yeah, as far as like, <laughs> so um, can I cut him down? So the chains holding like hooked into his back and holding the skin open are attached to the platform, but the thing that's actually holding him upside down is he has these clamps on his feet. So he's hanging by his feet and ankles from the bottom of the platform. And the little piece that the clamps are on looks like it's on a metallic piece that can rotate back and forth. So there might be a crank up type up top so he can be brought back up. Thick? Like is it like is it just a chain? Is it the uh, clamps holding him in place? They they look like solid steel booties almost hooked over his feet. Okay. Um, yeah. What else is in the room? Is there anything that we can like say, pile on top of each other to um, try to get up there? So uh, you have a couple of different options. One, you could go closer to said platform in order to get a closer look. Or you could, one of the girders that's braced up against the wall, you could try to climb up the wall and then shimmy your way along that girder up to the platform. Is there a way to check for traps? Like, is there a way to look to see if there's like a, a, a I don't know, any sort of pressure mechanism or some sort of something that's, I don't, I, I don't know. I just would like to be cautious about bringing him down. Sure. Can you make a insight plus scry for me? So seven. So we've got one, 11, seven, six, five, nine, seven. So you did very well. Um, So there is no like physical traps, you know, like the classic, like, you step on a pressure plate and an arrow shoots out of the wall or something slots down. But the orrery itself has this mystical aura around it that almost it almost seems to be breathing and growing. You get uh, like a vibe that uh, it might have some sort of rudimentary intelligence to it, i.e. it might try to defend itself if you were to attempt to destroy it. Okay, is it feeding off of, uh, Jesus Christ, um, Bartholomew? Bartholomew? It is feeding off of him, but um, his, it's not like we see like his blood is dripping into spirals that are going into the ground, or you know, like it's not like a clear. No, um, the aura and the ori itself is feeding off of as you're s- peering into the ethereal realm. It's feeding off of the world around itself including Hughes and okay. Hughes seems to be getting, giving off a lot of like ethereal energy to feed it. Right, right, right. It's, it's attracted to the strongest thing in the room, essentially. Right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, can I, I'm going to hand the sheriff one of my knives and then I'm going to start going up to, to try and see if I can start loosening the thing. Sheriff, can you cut those wings down? Sure thing. I have a question. Could I'm not sure if this could be done or not. Could I use evoking my ancestors to instead of like take the the blow from me? Could could they like maybe like gently like hold him or help him get to, uh, they like be up there? He doesn't just fall if we like cut anything. Uh, sure. So, do you want them, the ghosts of your ancestors, to go up there and attempt to cut him down? Yeah. Or do you want them to brace for him 
if I cut him down? I think maybe that. I think maybe brace him. Okay. And then if it doesn't work, then maybe be like, hey, guys, you should get him off. Hey, guys. (laughs) That's exactly how I talk to my ancestors. Grandma, can you help me? (laughs) He needs a hug. (laughs) First of all, uh, Charles is going to try and climb up the girder. Hmm. Okay. Let's say enduring four. Four, one, two, six. Do I make it up the ladder? (laughs) Okay. So you actually have to climb up the wall a little bit. Oh. And then grab onto that girder and start shimming your way up. The entire room is slick in condensation. But as you're shimming up, you realize that the girder itself is covered in this uh, viscous material that's getting all over your hands and dripping down to the floor. Like like a slime? Yeah, like a slime. It appears to be a very concentrated version of the slime that has been infecting the wildlife around this area. Should I be wearing gloves? Probably. <laughs> I'm very glad I didn't go up there. Well, great. And because the room is so large, and as you finally start to get up there to the orrery itself, you see that more of this slime is just condensing out of the air onto the planets of the orrery that's spinning around. How fast? Is it moving? It's pretty chill. Like, it, it's it's slow. Like... It's a slow movement. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll condense into these big globules that then drip down and hit the clay beneath the orrery. So it appears that you might have found the source of this infectious waste or whatever you want to call it. Well, great. Uh, can I, have I made it up yet? Yeah. So you make it up to the top of the platform. The platform is flat. There is a little crank in the middle that basically the section that Bartholomew Hughes is on can rotate to like put the person in or take them out or whatever. So you could crank that a little bit. Okay. I'll uh I'll give it a, I'll give it a twisteroo. Okay. So you start to twist it and the little section that he's on starts to turn and rotate basically moving him from upside down to up straight eventually. As it does, the chains and stuff hooked into his back get pulled taut. And wait, I but I asked the I asked the sheriff to cut them down. Uh they I'm sorry. I'm not going to make him I'm not going to make the body move until until like I'm not, you know, I, I feel like I should have made that clear. Okay. But yeah, so you start <laughs> to crank it and then you realize that if those chains go taut, they'll actually get caught on the planets themselves that are moving around. They'll keep pulling it. And they would probably rip Hughes in half. Uh-huh. So, Sheriff, in order to get up to Hughes and pull those chains and all that out of his back and cut them, you're going to have to climb up and underneath of this thing. Great. So. Okay. Hmm. Believe in you, Sheriff. Let's say experienced, which is five. 5d12. 5d12. You got this, Sheriff. <laughs> Shut up! Let me concentrate! <laughs> All right, we've got 12, 11, 6, 9, and 6. It's going to roll something real quick. Would you like to spend any channeling points to re-roll any of those dice? <laughs> I feel like when Dan uh, asks, I feel like when Dan asks that, it's a you should probably it's a gentle nudge. 
<laughs> yeah, I should probably do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's roll the dice. <laughs> okay. So go ahead and spend one channeling point to re-roll one of those. Oh, one <laughs> success. I mean, that still counts as a success. Oh, thank God. So it takes quite a bit of work to um, start climbing your way up there. And especially because you now have to hang underneath of this platform in order to get over to him. But underneath of you, some spirits start to appear uh, (laughs) that look like they're related to Maeve. And they're just kind of holding their hands up as if they're going to catch you if you fall. (laughs) Or maybe reaching out to take your soul. You don't know. Okay. And like all like doing like the trust fall like thing with all of their like arms <laughs> interlocked. You make your way over to Hughes and you're kind of sitting on one of the little pylons that hold the planet in place. There are multiple needles and chains hooked into his back that you need to remove. So as you grab the first needle that's hooked into one of his back muscles, like underneath of the shoulder blade. It actually starts to come out at an angle, realizing that it actually went up underneath the shoulder blade. And you pull out a needle that is probably about six inches long. And there it hooked barb at the end of said needle that actually, as you pull it out, the muscle snaps back into place after it pulled through. Christ on a cracker. And yet as you do that, Hughes almost has no response as if Hughes has been subjected to this torture for so long that he no longer registers pain. Wow. I mean, could you, could you help him? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm covered I, in slime. I don't know. <laughs> well, by healing, I have to touch him. So I, I don't want to. I feel like I need to be down here. Since both of you guys are up there. Um, is there anything I can do from my position? Like, as far as like being above, like, is there anything I see that, that looks, uh, I don't know. So the top of the platform is made up of a bunch of these kind of rough hewn metal panels that are held in place by bolts. Uh-huh. You could try to slip a few bolts out of that place so you could take one of the panels away and try and reach underneath if you like. Okay. I guess I'll start. I guess I'll start doing that. Okay. What's the status of the slime? Like, is it moving? The slime itself is just condensing like uh, water on a mirror. Okay. It's not like showing a sentience or anything. No, there's still the aura of the room as if the ori itself is thinking and breathing. But it has not made a reaction yet to whatever you're doing. Oh, yeah. I guess I'll start trying to get the panel off so I can reach the uh, shackles. Yeah. I won't make you roll for that. It's just removing some bolts and there's no point in making a roll for it. See, you basically have to like slip your knife underneath and kind of undo the bolt. And then you lift up this big, heavy metal panel as you reach underneath the sheriff is pulling more of these needles out of uh, Hughes's back and you see the little rings that are hooked into the skin that's pulling it taut and you have to either break the chain or just rip it out of his skin. Yikes. As, as this is happening, not really like the in the pinch thing, but could I be like making some sort of healing potion that if I break it, the vapors could maybe extend upwards <laughs> to 
Bartholomew. Or or is there something that I could make that like puts some sort of protection around them? Normally that type of thing would take a while. You do they are all wearing the sachets of protective herbs that you gave them. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to do some sort of protection ritual, that I would ask that you use in a pinch in order to do. Okay. Maybe I'll just do the heal the potion right. to give him at least as all this is happening. So, uh, you finally pull all the needles and chains off of Hughes, and then you can reach up and you basically pull the pin that's holding the metallic boots closed around his feet. It opens, he drops into the arms of the waiting ghosts below, who then gently carry him down to the floor. Like a like a ghostly Pieta? Yeah, and they drape him down on the clay lake that is covering the cavern floor. Up on the platform, the orrery that was moving so slowly before stops. And it's not like a slow move to a stop. It stops. Okay, uh, I start getting... I'm going to try and book it down as, as quickly as possible. So as you are climbing down, uh, both of you are climbing down, Maeve, you make your way over to Hughes in order to give him the healing potion. Yeah, and then, and then I'm also going to save and grace him. Like, I'm going to give him a one-two punch okay. since I can physically touch him now. Okay, so as you give him the potion, heal him up a little bit, he looks into your eyes, and it takes a moment for him to recognize you. But he finally says, Maeve? Yes. Yes, it's me, Bartholomew. You're, you're, you're here. You're safe. No. We're going to get you out of here. The, the machine. And he's like looking up at the orrery up above him. What about the machine? It feeds on pain and anguish. Well, that's why we have to get you out of here. We're going to get you out of here and then we're going to destroy this thing. Uh, where's Washington Martell? Yeah, we, we, um, he he's ashes now. He turned into a flaming ember demon. <laughs> uh, he looks into your eyes, turning away from the ori, looks you dead in the eyes, and he says, "No, he can't be killed that easily." Oh, and his eyes close as he passes out from the pain. Well, I'm gonna definitely need some help carrying him. Get out of here. Yeah, can I can, can I can we wrap him up? Yeah. Real quick. Yeah, you take like a big duster coat and you wrap him up and start helping to carry him out of the cavern. Are you just leaving the machine as is? It's not moving anymore, is it? It is not. There is still the condensation upon it, just what's left over from like the machine working that's spilling onto the floor. Um hey Maeve, you got uh you got any of those you got like a tobacco bomb. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Can I just like, <laughs> could I just throw a big bushel of tobacco and maybe I have some gasoline on on my person or something? Some flammable tinder. Maybe what you do is you pour out a water skin. You take some of the kerosene from the lamp that you have. You pour it in there along with some tobacco and like some salt and iron filings, the usual stuff you use for uh, cleansing. And then you put a piece of cloth in, like a Molotov cocktail, and light that up. Yes. I like that idea. That sounds lovely. <laughs> okay. So you pick up said water skin that has now been turned into a Molotov cocktail of 
cleansing power. You light it and throw it and this light disappears into the darkness of the cavern and then it smashes into the machine. The burning pieces spread and a little pool of fire spreads across the orrery and you hear the machine shudder but in such a way that it sounds like a ghastly groan, like a... Let's get out of here. I don't even want to look back. I just want to. I just want to book it. Okay. Well, yeah, we're holding a body, so I don't know how quickly we can book it. As fast as we can while carrying a body. Okay. So you start booking it back the way that you came, and as you're booking it, the ghastly groan has not stopped. In fact, it actually starts to get a little louder. You see more of the clay and the loose rocks on the tunnels around you start to shimmy and fall off the walls and you make your back way up into the granary where you originally came out of and as you are coming out of the granary you see a big plume of dust rise up out of the center of town and a massive rumbling sound oh shit (laughs) are things collapsing so as you run to inspect A sinkhole has opened up in the middle of the cemetery and it is swallowed about half of the cemetery and the two churches that flank the cemetery are sitting right upon the precipice of this sinkhole. The church with the bell tower is leaning so far back that the bell in said bell tower is leaning halfway out of the bell tower. Well, Well, that worked. And a big plume of dust has erupted out of said sinkhole. And people are rushing out of their homes. There's the noise of panic, obviously, as people come to look. So they're not paying attention to you guys at all. Okay, great. Cool. Let's let's, let's get them to safety. Yeah, you can slink away without them noticing. Okay. Yeah. Let's get uh, let's get back to the hotel. Yeah. I I think I think the hotel, but maybe like if we can. Is that too close? Is that is that? I'm I'm worried about the sinkhole growing. <laughs> yeah, hotel, but maybe not in our rooms. Maybe if we can, like, if there's like a basement area, yeah, for that because people know that we're there. So you make your way back to the hotel, and instead of going to your rooms, let's say you go to the dining room, which has not been used in a very long time. It's like set up as a lounge area, but. No one ever uses it at lounge. And you set Bart down upon one of the couches there so you can inspect him further. Uh, someone is going to have to stitch his skin back closed. I think that would probably be me. Yeah, just be like, oh, you don't want me. Not, you don't want me to do that. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna start that process. I. I do. I do good the other way around. Okay. So as you are in the dining room and let's say the sheriff is just standing by the window doing that thing, you know, where you part the curtains to peek outside. As you're peeking out, you see that the townsfolks, after erupting into their like panic for what the hell is going on, some people were like sent to the surrounding buildings to clear them out in case that they do fall into the sinkhole. But another larger group went up towards the manor house where the Martells live. Great. And eventually, as you finish sewing Bart back closed, his eyes reopen as he regains consciousness. Can we give him something for the pain? After sewing him up, I was going to put, like, tobacco things that have, like, oils 
and stuff, like healing stuff, like over it to make like a like a patchwork bandage sort of situation over the stitching, and then yeah, give them a little a pain relief potion. Morphine. Sure. <laughs> so you go to hand him said morphine, but he actually pushes it away. He says to you, "It's all right. I I can't feel it anymore. Anyway." All right, Bart. What do you mean? Uh, I mean, are you? Hello, welcome. Uh, you're out of the underground, and what do you mean Washington Martell can't be killed? Because he turned into ash the last time we faced him. Is that not the end? I also was forced to kill him. I see. and then he came back and kidnapped me. Well, it looks as though we have a uh, very powerful force indeed. Um, in your investigations, is he the only uh, one of the Martell clan that has this ability, or is this shared? As far as I can tell, he's the only Martell. I don't think he's the one in charge. I think he's a lackey. Someone came to inspect the machine. I didn't see who it was. They kept their face covered. Female? Female? Do you remember? The, did you hear their voice? Male. A young male voice. So it, it was manufacturing. It wanted to mass produce and manufacture magic. But what, what kind of magic was it mass producing? He, he said that in order to create the solution, he needed to create the need. There was a fire in Pennsylvania a few months ago and there was a mine collapse in North Carolina a few weeks before that. And they're behind all of those? He says that he can sell it to the highest bidder to protect that what they've earned. And I'm assuming that Brett Martell is behind is the big head behind all of this if he if Washington's his lackey. I mean that seems to be the relationship, I mean, he, he does seem to be the patriarch, right? I, I don't know who it was. I'm sorry. Would you mind if I uh, poked around in your dreams sometime? Feel free. Just be careful. Most of my dreams these days are nightmares. I might be able to uh, glean some more information, possibly, as far as uh, what was happening. Mainly... Because when you're in uh, such a prolonged state between life and death, that liminal space becomes, uh, you, you, you absorb quite a bit. So I, I might be able to use that to see who exactly was there with you and ascertain what exactly their, their next plan may be. Whatever Maeve did with that, <laughs> with that explosive of hers, I think, has possibly bought us a bit of time, but we are most certainly wanted targets i understand what are you going to do now i believe we should remain hidden as long as possible is the proprietress around is elizabeth here uh yes elizabeth danton does finally arrive and she says is is there anything i can do to help you we'll just need we'll just need someone to keep tending to bartholomew his wounds will require uh, some supervision while we try and figure out what's going on. Uh, in the meantime, stay away from the sinkhole. Are there any... 
is stuff happening outside? Can we like see sort of the edge of the sinkhole? Are there people gathering? Is there most of the town is still up at the manor house, apparently probably having their nerves attempted to be soothed by the Martells. The people who were clearing out the buildings nearby have finished doing so. Um, and they're standing around the edge of the sinkhole, kind of deciding if they want to go down and take a look. But uh, also, the bottom of the sinkhole would be covered by the lair of the cemetery, so they probably would not find um, the machine down there. Can we go? Can we make our way? I I was curious about making our way to the Martells, just to sort of see what's what's happening and what they're what they're doing. I guess just to observe to see what what's going on and to see if we can. Like which Martell it actually is, is the one behind the... So you start making your way towards Martell Manor and you're kind of, I assume you don't walk down the road. You actually kind of put yourself out into the tobacco field. Yes, we would like to, we would like to slink if we we may. So you slink your way towards the manor and as you're moving down that, past that lane, you're not on the lane itself, lined by the trees, but off to the side, slinking around. You see that there's a large group of probably a hundred people stood out in front of the manor house. Uh, and they're facing off against a group of probably 10 to 12 uh, of like Martell's most faithful kind of advisors slash enforcers um, who are like holding Winchester rifles and they're like pushing people back occasionally. And Brett Martell is standing on the balcony where you saw him for the first time. He's standing up there with like his hands tucked into his vest pockets, basically saying things to the effect of, well, there's no need to worry, friends, because as far as we can tell, no one has been injured in this incident. Everyone is still safe. It's just that our ancestors happen to be buried a lot further down now. And he's trying to like play it off as a joke, but obviously the crowd is getting riled up. Not having it. Yeah. By the time you arrive to the house, it is getting pretty late in the day. It's getting towards sundown. Occasionally people will pipe up from the crowd about like, what if the sinkhole gets bigger? Or, you know, how do we know that nobody was down there or was taken down there or anything like that? And Brett Martell is saying uh, something to the effect of, well, as you all know, there are many caverns around this area and sinkholes do open up on occasion. So it is an unfortunate accident that this has occurred, but we do need to keep in mind the silver lining to this, which is that no one has been hurt as far as we know. We can go and inspect. All of us can leave this place right now. And you can tell he's now like trying to force the crowd to leave the area because it's making (laughs) him uncomfortable. Out of all of the people that are with him, it's all just regular dudes. Other than Martell's, is there anyone there that that seems like? Well, I guess I'm just curious as to why, like, why they're there. I just want to know if anyone else has powers, or if anyone else is going to turn into a smoky fire man. Uh, sure. So, um, <laughs> first of all, the crowd is there because. They trust on the Martell family for so much protection and whatnot. And for this to happen, uh, they like have no other choice but to go to him. Mm -hmm. The second part of that, uh, in terms of people out of place, 
the uh, you do see again the photographer and the guy from the newspaper standing nearby taking pictures. Uh-huh. Martell's men, they don't seem out of place. They don't seem magical. Okay. I have a question that I don't know if it's stupid or not, but what what happened? What happened to, to Carter McGrath? McGrath? Is that our friend? Did he die? Uh, he's not he around. Died? But he's still, he's still like available for us to like go get him if we if we need him right uh I yes don't remember where. all right cool i think that might be a thing that we should explore okay so as you guys are standing there and west in the distance from you the sun begins to set below the horizon you all start to feel a chill creep up your spine in the distance back towards town you hear people screaming and the howling of wild animals. Oh, of course. The crowd gathered in front of Martell Manor. They all immediately fly into a panic, like super confused. People start pushing in front of each other, trying to run in different directions. And one of the people actually pushes forward into the guards that are standing in front of Martell Manor. And as he does, he's reaching for his revolver reflexively. Martell's guard takes a step back and bang suddenly the crowd erupts into even more panic as you guys all hit the dirt people are running in every direction gunfire is going off uh martell's guards firing into the crowd the crowd firing at anything they can see and eventually the crowd in front of martell manor just starts running as far away as they can get and Brett Martell, who's standing up on the second floor, his reaction is very muted to all of this. Not like he doesn't care, but almost like his mind is broken. He doesn't understand what just happened now. From the opposite direction coming up the lane, you see a bunch of horses approaching. And you guys are still hidden off in the shadows. But leading the horse, horsemen riding up, you see a very familiar face. You see Washington Martell. And he's got like some ash on his face. But as he arrives at the front of the house, like his horse actually stepping over corpses that are lying in the driveway, he hops off of his horse and he takes a handkerchief out of his pocket and he wipes his face and all the ash comes off. So his skin is clear and fresh again. (laughs) And he looks up at his father standing on the balcony. He's like, well, old man, why don't we have ourselves a few words inside? And he actually motions for his men to wait outside as Brett Martell's men are standing on the opposite side and Washington walks inside. I know. Is there a way? Can I like want to hear it, but I also we try and drop eaves. Probably help the people who are maybe being mauled by rabbit animals. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, we gotta go. We should probably we should, we should probably go tend to the screaming people. God damn it! Yeah, I feel like it's also just a dangerous game to try to sneak to hear any of that yeah. conversation. Okay, oh. so you start making your way back towards town in a rush. As you are walking away, there are gunshots in the distance from the town, but then you hear a gunshot much closer from near the manor house, and as you turn back and look over your shoulder one of the upstairs windows breaks and brett martell's body falls out of the window and smashes on the cobblestone driveway below and watching martell steps up into the window kind of looks down at his dad and 
shrugs essentially. Well, maybe it's not Brett Martin in charge of things. Maybe he's not a henchman, or maybe he is, and 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 the rest of the Martells have nothing to do with this, and this is something even deeper. Regardless, let's get the fuck out. Well, he's 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 the oldest. There's there's other Martell brothers, right? There are. Yes, there's a Buchanan. He has a sister. I think there's one more Martell brother. Yeah. You make your way back into the town of New Nazareth. And as you are doing so, Uh you see that several buildings are on fire. The sinkhole appears to have actually opened up even further because the bell tower is now like fully at a 45 degree angle, angle waiting to be dropped into the sinkhole below. People have kind of spread out a little bit in the time between you running there and everything and stopping to listen. So the streets are a little bit emptier and you make your way over to the hotel. And as you are opening the door and going into the hotel, you hear another one of those animal howls behind you. Clomping down the street, you see what look like zombies, desiccated skeletons and corpses. But instead of flesh on them, they have that red clay mixed with the green slime covering their skeletons, fleshing out their form. Are these all Union soldiers? Uh, Yes, they are. They are wearing Union uniforms. (laughs) And one of them raises its big clay meaty paw up at you, kind of pointing with a finger and going... A group of six zombies is coming at you guys. Okay. So I would like you guys to roll for initiative, which is you choose one of your qualities and roll a D12. Whoever is the closest goes first. Um, I'm going to pick resourceful. Okay. I got a seven. Okay. I'm picking insight. I rolled a two. Okay. I'll pick sharp. I rolled a nine. Okay, so uh, Earl was the closest, being within two. So you will get to go first or choose who goes first. Okay. Um, the zombies are quite far away from you, and they're moving quite slowly. Well, then I will have the sheriff go first, because he got a shooty gun. Yeehaw! <laughs> he got that shooty gun! <laughs> the bing, bang, pang, bang! Are you going to shoot them, Paul? Oh, I yeah. Assume? Oh, yeah. Aim for the head. Okay. <laughs> Experience plus firearms. Destroying the head so or eight. removing the brain. Eights and evens. You want eights and evens. All right. I've got two, three, three, four, two, ten, eleven, and nine. Okay. Good, though. No, no, no eights, though. And... Pew, pew. Get them all. <laughs> pew pew. And would you like to use that ricochet ability to have the bullet bounce to another zombie? Double zombos. Oh please! <laughs> I knew that'd come in handy. No, you actually don't need to. Uh, I'm not going to make you roll for it. I'll just use the same number of successes. Okay, so gunshot goes off, and a bullet pierces into the clay head of one of these Union soldier zombies, and a big burst of clay bursts apart actually revealing the skull beneath for half a second and the bullet goes into the skull cracks it on one side and then ricochets off of the other side coming out of the eye socket and striking the zombie beside it in the sternum actually caving it in creating a little whirlpool of clay as it fills itself in and actually both of the zombies drop they're not particularly deadly 
eh, by themselves. But as the gunshot does go off, you hear more of those sounds coming from around the town. So are these, um, they're all just the old Civil War bodies or are there non-soldiery looking uh the ones you can see right now are only union soldiers but there might be more from recently buried dead but probably not since those graves were sanctified so okay all right good to know um paul who would you like to go next uh let's go with i will also say this um the longer you fight the zombies more and more are going to show up i I would make the suggestion that on your turns, you should be making the moves to run, essentially. Earl. All right. Um, is there, in, in front of us, we've got, is it just the six zombies sort of? Yeah, so the zombies are ambling down the road. They're still quite a ways away from you. So you do have time to like run inside of the hotel and cues if yeah. that's what you wanted to do yes <laughs> i'm thinking that you're not suggesting for us to establish a fort within the hotel and fight you are nudging us to get the fuck out y- yes um <laughs> okay just as a like if you know there were a hundred union soldier bones or corpses down there and a hundred zombies Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to make it. I'm going to start running to go get Hughes and wrap yeah. him up again like a swaddly little baby. <laughs> so you run inside of the hotel, kind of skirt around the corner, and you kick open the door to the dining room, which Elizabeth Danton had pushed like a small little armoire in front of the door. That's her. <laughs> and as you kick open the door, she like pulls out a tiny little derringer. Which she probably just keeps for safety, <laughs> but uh, she lowers it once it's she me. realizes it's you. Um, Elizabeth, you need to grab all of the things that you consider dear to you and things that you possibly think will be able to turn the undead. And you, you need to stick with us and we're going to get the fuck out. <laughs> okay. And you start sw- uh, swaddling Bart back up. Who would you like to go next? Um, I'm going to pass it off to Maeve. Um... I'm trying to think of what is going to be the best. Could I, um, my first question is, so because I did throw that bomb in that cavern, are they immune to that fire since they didn't burn up? Um, make a alchemy check for me. Just five. So two, one, five, eight and seven. Okay. So, the ooze that was on the machine is most psycho-reactive at night, shortly after sundown, Uh based on the information that you have. And there was still a lot of that toxic waste, essentially, from this machine uh, still down there. Uh And now that the cavern has opened up, it's just everything down there is reacting at once. Not that it's immune to the cleansing magic that you used. It's just like now the open air is being exposed to all this toxic waste at the same time for the first time. And that's why you're getting this enormous eruption of zombies and stuff like that. It's not trickling down into the creeks anymore. Mm -hmm. It's 
pure concentrated of this toxic waste that will probably dissipate over time. You just don't know how long that will take. Okay. So it, it, we basically like broke a, a water main of, of uh, grossness. Yeah. Um, yeah, and sure. at this point, how many, is it still just the, the, the four that are there? Uh, yeah. And they're still a ways away from you because they have not moved. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to just evoke my ancestors or, and may have it, have them sort of block the path to the hotel. Okay. And I'm going to run into the hotel. So as you call unto your ancestors, these ghosts appear standing in the street in front of the hotel, basically serving as a distraction. So you can slip out the back later on. Mm -hmm. And you run inside to grab your things that you may need. The only people who have not acted are the zombies. The zombies amble forward the clay feet picking up the debris and broken glass and whatnot that's on the roadway as they walk. Uh, but they walk to the ghosts of your ancestors and they take some swipes at them. And if they hit, it would probably hurt really bad, but they can't hit ghosts. So it just goes through. At the start of the next round, we will have the zombies have Paul, the sheriff, go first again. Uh, I'm going to shoot him. Bing, bing. But uh, <laughs> I don't think I have much else going on. I mean, what is there something else I can do? I mean, no, I think that's probably the best thing to do. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> I I agree. I just want to know my options. <laughs> well, you can shoot and then run. So oh, okay. You can do both. <laughs> That's probably shoot a good idea, Sheriff. So uh, 8D12 again. 8D12. You got it. One second. We'll pull this up. I've got a 4, 3, 9, 8. 3, 12, 1, 1. So would you like to spend your ricochet again? One a channeling point to have it bounce around? Yes, please. Okay. And once again, a bullet enters in and it shatters a vertebrae of one of these uh, zombies. So it head, head like pops off and as it spins through the air, the clay spins off, revealing the clean skull that lands on the street. But also as the bullet passes through the vertebrae, it alters its trajectory and hits the zombie beside it, hitting it in the hip. And shattering the hips so it collapses. Oh, damn. Uh, so there are now only two zombies in front of the hotel. And I assume you are now skedaddling inside of the hotel yourself, Sheriff? Uh, yeah, I'm going to skedaddle. Okay. So you go into the hotel and close the door. Who would you like to go next? Uh, let's go with Maeve. I guess we'll go, go wherever it is we're going. I'm assuming we put him in the cart. I think, yeah, I think we should try and hitch... Hitch, uh, get an animal and get that cart going. Yeah, I think you had a horse for your cart. I've been neglecting my horse. Hopefully, it's in a stable with being taken care of. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll go and do that. That will be my action. Okay. So you, after grabbing your stuff from your hotel room, you run outside. The stable's right next door, and you begin to hitch your horse up to the wagon. As you're running out onto the street. You can now see all the way down one of the side streets and you see a group of like 20 zombies coming from one direction mm -hmm. towards the hotel. Mm -hmm. They don't seem to have noticed you. They're more attracted to the noise. Mm -hmm. um, who would you like to go next? Um, I'll have Earl go next. Okay. All right. 
how close are the zombies? The ones that were following us, the the two that are left to the to the house, are they in? Have they um, made it? They are outside, um, in the middle of the street, right in front of the front door of the hotel. They okay. they would still have to like break through the front door of the hotel. Yeah, have I got my man poos? Yeah, you you have Bart all route. <laughs> I've got up. Bart. Okay, um, I'm gonna grab. Uh, I'm assuming I, I grabbed my shit as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make my way to, uh, to Maeve. So as you run past, you see the sheriff, he has just like shut the door behind himself and like locked it. <laughs> so the sheriff sees you going out the side door and knows the, uh, the plan. <laughs> Grab what you need and let's get going. I'm assuming Elizabeth is going to be uh, yes, she does follow you out. At the end of the turn, the zombies who are in front of the door, they come to the door and they start smashing against it, but they're not going to get through it on this turn. At the beginning of the turn is the sheriff. And as the sheriff starts his turn, you see zombies converging towards the hotel. There's like 20 zombies on the side that Maeve was on coming towards the front door. And out the other window, you see about 20 more zombies coming from the other direction. Oh my god. <laughs> so what would you like to do, Sheriff? I'm gonna shoot him. Okay. okay. <laughs> and probably run. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> All right. So go ahead and roll eight D twelve for me. All right. I've got an eleven, one, nine, eight, seven, eleven, twelve, and twelve. Okay. And would you like to spend another channeling point for that rick goshen uh yeah what am i sitting at now uh am i only i'm at uh eight or seven uh if you use this you go to seven i go to seven okay yeah let's go ahead and use it so you fire through one of the windows shattering the glass it takes out a zombie in the knee and as it falls <sighs> forward it just falls apart and the clay splashes across the ground and then it ricochets and hits another right. zombie uh and then you skedaddle going out the side door Having fully drawn their attention to the front of the hotel now, though, so that you guys can slip out the side without being noticed. And you jump onto the back of the carriage as everybody else is loading themselves up. Yeah. Get us the fuck out of here. And uh, I assume you let Maeve go next since it's her carriage. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to... Witcher! Giddy up! <laughs> so you giddy up, hi-ho, silver, and all that, and the carriage pulls out of the stable, turning away and leaving the town behind and you are seeing the plumes of smoke and the monstrous roars the sounds of people screaming has died down as the town seems to have been fully abandoned now and the zombies are just being drawn to whatever noise they hear but as you disappear into the night amongst the tobacco fields surrounding new nazareth some clues as to the identity of the person behind all of this that's where we'll end this episode of Dice Dry. All right. Thank you, everybody. That was fun. Before we go, let's go around the horn for some plugs. Paul Dixon, what you got, buddy? Uh, follow me at Paul Allen Dixon, D-I-X-O-N. And uh, if you have any editing needs, uh, you can contact me for that as well. I'm pretty awesome. Other than that, uh, just, you know, getting through the pandemic like everyone else. 
Ellen, what you got going on? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Krista Llewellyn MUA. I will hopefully have my YouTube channel coming up soon with some makeup things and hopefully a Patreon to go with that. Um, so that is to come follow my Instagram for more information on that. I also have my Etsy page, which is at Shoprogue Etsy, where you can buy a mask because you should all be still wearing masks because it's still a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earl Kim, what do you got going on? You know, just the usual. Uh, it's a new year, right? This is com- this is a new year. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, and yeah, it'll just be. You know, new streams coming at you on my Twitch channel at Earl Sandwich. Uh, new content, new videos coming up, but everyone uh, through uh, the Dandy Saga, which is my my YouTube page that uh, GTM helps us do, and uh, content from me and Dice Kazuji. So, yeah. Fantastic. GTM, do you have anything you would like to plug? Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, new year. Uh, new adventures. Um, I got my Twitch stream back up, doing more photo mode. Uh, going playing through games at Japrik and Juan on Twitch. Got some project, personal projects I'm working on. I'm excited to hopefully announce this year, but we'll keep that up and uh, keep watch, watch, watch the Dandy Saga YouTube page yeah. because we have we're gonna we're gonna have a, new videos and things this year, new ideas, and they'll be fun. So YouTube.com dandy saga that's d-a-n-d-e dandy saga nice what about you dan oh fine hemingway light on twitter instagram and twitch i want to thank everybody for listening and we will talk to you next time have a good one Thank you for listening to Dice Try. I'm your host, Daniel Schaub, and this episode's cast has included Paul Dixon, Earl Kim, and Crystal Llewellyn. This production has been edited by Gabriel Toya Melendez with special music provided by Glenn Davis. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dice Try Podcast. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and review. Craig, get away. Cut Craig Leapmonts. Craig, get up. Craig, get out of here. Krug! Krug, stop being such a weirdo! Krug, you don't even go here! Uh, can you hold on for just a second? My landlord is calling me.